0: Thanks for joining us, man. We're at uh, Murdoch Hyundai forty six forty six South State Street in Murray. We got tickets to BYU and Utah game, two pair or one pair each. Come down and register. We got burritos. We got jazz gear. Love to see you. All right, Kyle Gunther joining us now. Kyle coming to us on the Sprint Special Guest Line, and that guest is Kyle Gunner. You can get one hundred dollars off a redesigned Apple four Apple Watch four with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Kyle, good morning. You're on with myself, P.K., and Frank Dolce. How the heck are you?
1: P.K., Frank, how are you guys? Great to talk to you gentlemen.
0: It's good to hear your voice, man, on this football Friday. Uh, go back, and you and Frank both can ask, answer this question because you were former players for the Utes. You know, when you got a game like this, nationally ranked two teams right and you're leading up to this game how long does the week take before you get to the game is it is it a situation where it takes forever and you're just so eager to play it or does the week just fly by what put yourself back in the mindset of player no i think it's the former i think you started looking to this game as soon as
1: you saw the score get up to 35 nothing or maybe it was when Oregon State's kicker missed, his, what was it, his second or third attempt right before the half and the youths were up 35 to nothing, that's when you start to look ahead to next week. That's when you start to think about, man, you know, if you're Utah and you're an offensive player, you're really stoked to have Zach Moss back. That run, that 91-yard run against Oregon State's one of the best in the history of Utah football. And then you start watching film and you realize, you know, Benjamin is just as good of a player this is going to be the, the most epic battle of running backs, certainly this season for the Utes, and, and maybe the last few seasons. So you've been looking forward to this game for quite some time because Arizona State's one of those teams in the South that they, them along with Utah, they've been the consistent pick, I think, to compete at the top of this division. So this is a, a huge game. The youths have special uh, uniforms lined up, and, and this is truly going to be a fall day. The Washington State game was all stormy, and it was crappy weather, but this is going to be a a, a typical fall football game, the true environment that you have when you come to play Utah football. You know it snows. You know you've got four seasons here in the state of Utah, and you're going to experience that tomorrow afternoon.
2: You know, Kyle, I like this matchup for Utah, Utah defensively against Arizona State offensively. I think the more compelling storyline is Utah's offense against a much better Arizona State defense, number three in the conference right now in defense. Is there anything that can derail Utah heading into this football game?
1: Arizona State's got a really unique defense, and I know you mentioned some of the stats there, Frank, but when I watch Arizona State's linebackers, I see – Big play potential and, and big whiff potential. And what I mean is those guys are running downhill trying to knock you out. And a lot of times that can give you a, a big highlight real play, a woo hit, as Ronnie Lott calls it. You hit somebody so hard, the crowd says, ooh. Also, you can whiff on those tackles. And you saw Arizona State whiff a couple of times against Cal a couple of weeks ago. And I don't care what Arizona State did against Washington State. Washington State's now lost three in a row. I don't think their secondary is very good, but I think what Arizona State did against Cal was more closely suited to what will happen against Utah because Utah and Cal's schemes are very similar. But Vegas liked the youth by the tune of, I think it was 14.5 against yeah. Oregon State, and the youth clearly covered. The spread is big again this week. It's 13.5 because I think... What Vegas sees is that Arizona State was able to capitalize on a couple of weird situations the last few weeks. Man, Jaden Daniels, that freshman quarterback for Arizona State, he's trying to take it all in. He's trying to go through a bunch of read progressions, and he's making plays with his arms and his legs at times against bad secondaries. I don't think he'll make those plays with his arm against the Utes, but... Jaden Daniels is a threat to run the ball, and and I don't think he's faced the type of defense that Utah has, specifically that defensive line. You can't quantify lucky foe to on film. You see him, you read his height and weight, and then he hits you, and you realize this is the most pain I've been in in quite some time. And I think that'll be a big storyline. But now Arizona State's got, I would say, home run or strikeout potential on offense and defense. Jaden Daniels is young and fearless, as we talked about ASU's defense is ferocious. They fly around. They're trying to knock you out. Uh, Arizona State's had success. I want to say, is it four of the last six years against the Utes? So it's a very yeah. strange matchup from the youth standpoint each and every year going up against the Sun Devils.
0: Kyle Gunther, former youth captain, and obviously knows football inside and out. I can see what Herm did in terms of recruiting. So he hires Antonio Pierce, who was a linebacker, at the u of a ironically and then played in the n f l and a long beach poly coach, so he's got that southern california connection we're looking we're talking to three California guys, you guys lived there longer than I did, but I lived down there and I actually worked and covered high schools, been to Long Beach Poly many times over. And so you could see the philosophy of Herm because Pierce was a linebacker, so they recruited linebackers, so they're pretty good at linebacker. Herm was a defensive back in the NFL, so they recruited defensive backs, and they've got those two positions... Not just for now, but for the next couple of years, they're pretty well set at those two positions. Where they're weak defensively is up front. And my guess is they're going to try to get better there and recruit better there. So, But for now, the Devils have a hard time getting to the quarterback based on a traditional no-blitz rush. So with that in mind, we've seen Tyler Huntley, who I believe... This side of Jalen Hurts and maybe uh, Barrows and the kid from uh, Ohio State is basically playing as well as any quarterback. Clearly, in my mind, he's in the top ten in the country in quarterback play. The Devils have a hard time with just traditional alignments getting to the quarterback. What do you think they need to do, and how much can Utah take advantage of the fact that the Devils are going to have to bring some other guys beyond the the front three or four up front? Yeah,
1: if Arizona State can't rely on their D-line, then look for Brant Keithy again to have a big game. And I, I noticed something last week. There was a couple of times for the youth against a, albeit a bad Oregon State secondary, but Utah's double moves were working. It's because of the play action, meaning because of Zach Moss's ferocious ability to run. People, uh, Defensive backs and safeties, they're biting on the play action fakes, which means Utah's double moves are working. Again, to go back to the Cal game for Arizona State, I believe it was Cal's first touchdown in the red zone. Beat Arizona State on a pretty basic double-move play. Other than that, I thought Arizona State played a pretty disciplined brand of football. And so I I think Tyler Huntley will again try to test those deep balls. He's found his confidence. Tyler Huntley's playing as good a football as he's ever played in his career. I don't believe he has an interception yet this year. The Utes and Arizona State, frankly, they don't turn the ball over. They have very low turnover numbers. Uh, The Utes aren't allowing, they have not allowed a 100-yard rusher yet this season, and so it's going to come down to tackling. Can Utah's defense tackle Nino Benjamin, and the same for Arizona State? The schemes are not going to beat you here. This is a physical talent matchup. Arizona State, Nino Benjamin, they are about as physically talented as it gets, and the Utes with Zach Moss, they're very talented as well, but PK, earlier in the week I was listening to you and DJ, and you were talking about the Herm Edwards effect overall, and it's been positive. There's no doubt. That's why Arizona State's getting on TV. There's no doubt that's why Arizona State is landing recruits. Herm Edwards is captivating. He is magnanimous at times. And Antonio Pierce has that cachet, but uh, man, you know, you're know, you talking about Long Beach Poly. If people don't understand, every single starter at Long Beach Poly goes Division One. Long Beach is a really rough area, and you got these other Southern California suburban kids, they go into Long Beach Poly and they get their asses kicked <laughs> even before the game. These guys have Under Armour sponsorship, so there's a few high schools you go to recruit and, and Arizona State does that very well. Jaden Daniels was one of the top quarterbacks in the state. Now, I, I believe he's from the San Bernardino area, it's yeah. not necessarily Long Beach, but right. all you need is a couple of those guys, and they come in and, and they they make those plays for you. Eno Benjamin, same thing. He was recruited by the Utes very hard. So Arizona State's a very talented team. They're just a shade under what I would say is is USC's bar this year. And USC's just always in another stratosphere there. But this is, again, about can you tackle Eno Benjamin or can you tackle Zach Moss? This game's going to go down to the wire. I I like the Utes to beat Arizona State. I'm not sure I like them to cover this. I think the Utes might win late with a field goal or, or a touchdown drive late and... Both these teams are going to be trying to, to uh, hold on to the ball there. But another weird issue is special teams. Uh, Arizona State's made some big – I believe they blocked a punt against Cal, but then I believe Arizona State missed two kicks early on in yes. that game. The, yes. the youth special teams have been oddly subpar at times this year too. So as much as I hate to acknowledge special teams, I, I think that might play a big factor this week between the youths and Sun Devils.
2: So, Kyle, this is a Utah offense that brings the number one rushing offense into the game, 228 yards per game, against the number two rush defense in Arizona State under 100 yards a game. You're a big old offensive lineman. You look at these stats, and you see that Arizona State also is the number seven pass defense in the league 262 yards per game are you going to tell the coaches that you want to go in there and pose your will and you want to run the ball downhill or are you going to open up with a passing game against this arizona state defense
1: utah's offense no matter who the opponent is they're going to start running the football and that's because andy ludwig knows how to give an offense an identity utah's previous coordinator did not know how to do that zach moss is the reason why this offense is going now? To go back to your your comment, Frank, about the stats there. Let's let's look at who Arizona State has played. Now, I'm falling less in love with Washington State each week, and I believe they've had backup quarterbacks in there as well. They've had a lot of different issues, so Washington State's pass offense is just not the same. Now, Arizona State knocked Chase Garbers out of the game for Cal, and in came Devon Monster. Devon Monster is not a good quarterback. In fact, in 2017 when Josh Rosen got hurt, uh, that was the only team, that UCLA team where he started out at, that was the only team Tyler Huntley beat as a sophomore in the Pac-12. It was a Devon Motzer-led UCLA team. Colorado's struggling. Uh, I'm sure you guys watched that snooze fest against Michigan State. Michigan State didn't throw the ball or run the ball very well that game. So Arizona State has not faced a ton of really talented passing teams. Something tells me when they face Utah, USC, and Oregon, Arizona State will come back down to earth a bit. But also, Arizona State's been doing a great job of maintaining time of possession, which means they're just holding on to the football for a long time, and they're beating opponents that way. So, no, I don't think Utah will start out by testing Arizona State, but you saw Damari Simpkins running wide open against Oregon State. And there was a couple of times, just two-man routes, just a, a post and a corner route, and Oregon State got confused because They had to go to man coverage on the outside because they were trying to bring that extra defender into the box, try to stop Zach Moss, and even in the second half, when Zach Moss was sitting out, Oregon State still couldn't stop Devontae Henry-Cole or Devin Brumfield or Jordan Wilmore. And so if Arizona State does that same thing, if they have to bring that extra defender into the box, well, then you will see Brant Keithy one-on-one down the middle, or you will see Damari Simkins one-on-one down the middle. Brian Thompson was slowed a little bit last week, and I think that was because Oregon State just threw everything at him. And so Arizona State's going to have to pick and choose. they got three or four guys they have to stop, again, depending on how you quantify Brian Thompson and Simpkins and Zach Moss, even Keithy now. In whatever order you want to try to stop them, that's where Utah will have to adjust. But back to the quarterback play, Tyler Huntley's playing as good a football as he's ever played. And when I watch Jaden Daniels, I see a guy who holds on to the ball too long. And when young quarterbacks hold on to the ball too long, especially a guy like Jaden Daniels, there's a couple of reasons. And I say a guy like Jaden Daniels because he's very athletic. So when you hold on to the ball too long in high school or even against some of these lesser teams, against Kent State or Sac State, Jaden Daniels just scrambled himself out of pressure. He's not going to do that against Utah. So uh, my other thought when I see a quarterback holding on to the ball too long and he's young – like Dorian Thompson-Robinson did for UCLA at times last year and even this year, and Jaden Daniels this year, it's because they're trying to go through too many read progressions. My complaint about Tyler Huntley the last few years has been he's a one-read quarterback. He looks at his primary option, and unless he's facing zone coverage against an awful Oregon State team, Tyler Huntley uh, wasn't patient enough at times. Jaden Daniels is being too patient. And I wonder then, will the Utes just, will they hold back on blitzing? And will they just drop seven or maybe even eight into coverage and say, we don't think you're going to beat us with your mind, Jaden Daniels. And so the Utes might just trust their defensive line and just let Jaden Daniels make his own mistakes. But again, when I see a young quarterback holding on to the ball too long, taking sacks that he really shouldn't, it's because he's fearless and he's a little bit naive. And I'm anxious to see what the Utes do there against Jaden Daniels. Again, if they... Maybe they bring pressure early to freak him out and then adjust and then start dropping back into coverage and saying, okay, yeah, go through your third read progression because guess what? Bika Tafu is coming around the edge. You've got 2.9 seconds, and then he hits you in the spleen. Remember, the youth lacerated Connor Halliday's spleen a few years ago at Washington State. That young man almost died on the field. So there's a lot of hyperbole and a lot of cliches used in football, but when those D-linemen come around the edge, when Max Tupati who does not speak publicly when he comes around the edge with bad intentions and he hits you in between your shoulder pads and your hip pads, that's vital organ time. They hit you in the vital organs, and you may pee blood the next day. It hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, thanks for your analysis, man, and thanks for grossing us out. We appreciate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: good to talk to you, Kyle. <laughs> All, right, guys, All right, I appreciate
1: you. Have a good day.